Welcome and greetings, career-minded superstars. You are listening to the exclusive Career Coach, your podcast for all things career. And I'm Lisa Edwards, the indispensable career coach for superstars just like you. Now let's dig into this week's topic, shall we? Greetings. Happy July, guys. Uh, So, hey, before we get started on today's topic, a reminder that throughout the month of July, if you do a five-star rating and review on iTunes of the podcast, I will put you in the pile for a $200 Visa gift card drawing at the end of the month. I'll do that on July 31st. So get in your five-star rating and review and tell your friends to do the same. All right. So today we're talking about five quick ways to get branded as unprofessional. So I've talked a lot about professionalism either as a distinct topic or kind of woven through a lot of the topics that I've given. And I wanted to kind of flip the switch on that and talk about the ways that I see people getting branded as unprofessional very early on. And of course, nobody does this on purpose, but it is the things that you do and the things that you say or don't do and don't say that get you branded that way. So let's start with the definition of professionalism, which is the standing practice or methods of a professional as distinguished from an amateur. So when you think about a kind of, we're not amateurs in the sense of we're not like an amateur boxer or an amateur athlete of some sort, but if we're not behaving in a way, a professional way relative to our occupation, then we are essentially distinguished as an amateur in our field. So then Being unprofessional means, and this is the definition, at variance with or contrary to professional standards or ethics, not befitting members of a profession as language, behavior, and conduct. Also, another um, definition was not done with professional competence or amateurish. So there's that word again, amateur, amateurish, not befitting the members of your profession. So we really want to cultivate that professionalism but I think in a lot of a lot of um, kind of discussions it's not necessarily broken down as to what that professionalism is just that you're supposed to be professional and I think especially early in your career you're kind of left wondering what does that mean so I want to talk about five quick ways to get branded as unprofessional I'm going to turn them on their head with kind of what you do want to do with each of these And I've given some examples for each of these. So number one is kind of, you know, that statement that you might make about a coworker. He doesn't know what he's talking about. And this can be a couple of different things, right? So one of the quickest ways to get branded as an unprofessional is to not stay current with the skills and the competencies in your profession. So that's one side of the he doesn't know what he's talking about is his skills aren't current, his knowledge isn't current, he doesn't he doesn't know what he's talking about relative to his profession. So examples could be like IT people who let their skills slip, and that's an example that I'm going to give you in a moment, or a marketing person who doesn't learn how to get into digital marketing, who started out as a traditional marketer and fears digital marketing, kind of thinks she's too old to learn it, whatever the case may be, and doesn't learn it. And then she's not current in that field. The other side of not knowing what you're talking about isn't related to your skills and your competencies, but rather being kind of tone deaf to the energy in the room, right? So there's a huge difference between putting a differing viewpoint out there during a discussion in, say, a team meeting 
and being kind of completely unaware of the motions running high on a particular subject and kind of, um, you know, the expression sticking your foot in your mouth kind of applies here. So in that latter scenario where somebody's sticking their foot in their mouth, um, you, the person is laying out like an insensitive or potentially career damaging statement that could be branded as unprofessional. So they just don't get it. Uh, he doesn't know what he's talking about means he doesn't, he doesn't understand the, he doesn't understand the room. He doesn't understand what's going on. He does not know what he's talking about. He's, he's going into areas he shouldn't be going into. So my example of this, he doesn't know what he's talking about was years ago. I worked with an IT person and when I hired him, his skills were very current and very, it was very exciting to have that skill set in our department, but he didn't continue to hone those skills. And I, at the time was pretty ignorant of IT and those skills. And I didn't realize that had happened. And by the time he was terminated, his skills were completely out of date. And so, of course, he wasn't going to get a glowing recommendation from me going forward, but also he was going to have a hard time getting through the interview process in another, for another position in IT because he had let his skills lapse. And concerning the other side of he doesn't know what he's talking about, I have plenty of examples of people who, again, just weren't, weren't paying attention to the temperature in the room, who wasn't picking up on how people were reacting non-verbally to what they were saying, who hadn't paid attention to what went before what they were saying, because if they'd have stopped and thought about it, they probably would have realized that was an inappropriate comment to make. So that's number one. He doesn't know what he's talking about. Number two, she always blames someone else when something goes wrong. So getting a reputation as a blamer is a surefire way to get branded as unprofessional. And it's going to, um, you're going to be kind of ostracized, right? People won't want to work with you if they know that you're a blamer. If they know that you're going to be quick to put the blame on them, even if they didn't do anything. One of the hallmarks of emotional intelligence then is accepting blame and being willing to make things right. So owning up to your mistakes and making um, reasonable restitution for that, depending on what it is. The thing to remember here is that nobody's going to be perfect in their job. And the only way to be perfect is to do nothing. And that's not perfection at all because you're not taking risks. You're not trying new things, right? So that's, that's not professional and that's definitely not perfection. So you're going to make mistakes. So the question then becomes, what now? What do I do now that I realize I've made a mistake? How do I handle this? Am I mature? Am I going to try to blame someone else? And, and for my example with this one, I can't say that I've worked with a chronic blamer, but I will say I've worked with multiple employees who wouldn't accept responsibility for their own actions. They weren't necessarily putting it off on somebody else. They were just weren't accepting it. And in particular, I had a coordinator that I worked with who was engaging in some very unprofessional behavior, both on campus and out in the community. And I, I approached her about that, knowing, having these facts from multiple other people, and she denied saying and doing the things that I knew she had done and said. I, I had proof. And her denial made it very difficult for me to try to fix that damage. And it certainly irreparably repaired or damaged the relationship between us because I knew that I couldn't trust her. So that's number two. She always blames someone else when something goes wrong. Number three, you can't count on him to come through. This one, oy, 
is it such a killer. You're just not going to be given the best assignments if you develop this relationship for being a ball dropper. You're you're going to not be given a, you're going to be given assignments that have little consequence, right? They're probably going to be boring and they're definitely not going to be career promoting because if they hang on to you, they keep you there. They certainly don't want to give you anything for which the the consequence could be severe. So you want to be seen as someone whose word is gold. If you say, I will do this, I will take this, it's done. No questions asked. So if I go back to my example of the previously mentioned IT tech, he was in charge of a very important annual report for our university that had implications for a lot of things. It was a big, big deal. And after he was terminated, I found out that he had used... I can laugh about it now, but it's just an ironic laugh. Trust me. He had used the previous year's data and hadn't done anything for that year's data. So we basically had to scrap. And this was all the graduates of the university for an entire year. We had to go back because we had no way of knowing if any of that data was reliable. And if so, which data was reliable. So we had to scrap all of that year's data and start the process of gathering it from each graduate over again. It was a nightmare. So that's number three. You can't count on him to come through. Number four is she is rude and inconsiderate. So people are not going to continue to help you or even want to work with you if you're rude and considerate and, and inconsiderate. At all levels of an organization, no matter how big the project is or how small the project is, people want to be acknowledged and appreciated for their contribution. And they definitely don't want to be yelled at. They don't want to be taken for granted. They don't want to be, yeah, taken for granted, considered that, oh, you're supposed to be doing this. This is your job. You want to cultivate a relationship as someone who works very well with others and who appreciates them, who doesn't try to take the, you know, the praise for the other people's work in the group, who exp who um, expresses, you know, remorse for their mistake in the group, respects each other's responsibilities in the team, doesn't try to usurp responsibility, and doesn't try to take over other people's responsibilities. And I had a former employee that uh, I worked with at, and she had the reputation of telling you what you were going to do. She worked in public relations and she would go to your boss and say, this is what she's going to do. Like there was no question asked because she saw her role as being for the entire university and benefiting, which it truly was. But one could argue that many of us had that same responsibility. I certainly as the career center, what I did touched every corner of the university and I would never have thought of going into you know, a, a dean's office and telling him what a faculty member that reported to him was going to do. That's ludicrous. But she would do this. And so she developed this re reputation that nobody wanted to work with her. Uh, they were like asking their bosses to, you know, not put them on assignment, like telling their bosses, this is, this is how this is playing out. She's, she's disrespectful. She's rude. She doesn't, you know, thank you for what you've done all that. And so people really tried to avoid working with her and, and having anything to do with her. And you definitely don't want to develop that reputation of being rude and inconsiderate. So that's number four. Number five, he came to the meeting without the materials he needed and he clearly wasn't prepared. 
So here's how I and many people would view this individual as inconsiderate of the other team member's time, right? So here's, here's me and I'm thinking, I spent the time to prepare for this meeting so that it could be as succinct and you know efficient as possible. And because you didn't prepare, maybe you came in late, you're you know shuffling through stuff, trying to find the answer to the questions, or you just don't have it, right? You just flat out can't contribute what you're supposed to contribute to the meeting. You're wasting my time. And I'm going to grumble about that under my breath. And I'm gonna, I'm gonna be very frustrated at you and I'm not gonna wanna work with you. I'm not going to want to be a team on a team with you. And so a couple of things can happen in that scenario. Either they sort of ostracize that person and, you know, grumble about them under their breath and kind of have a we against they mentality, against him mentality, or worse yet, the whole level of the performance of the group goes down because they see this kind of weak link. And in some cases, the dynamics of the group would be such that the whole group would kind of lower its standards. Like, if I don't have to prepare if he didn't, I don't have to think ahead on these meetings if he didn't. You want to cultivate a relationship of being super uber prepared and efficient in how you present your information to the group, right? So have your, have your thoughts together, know what you want to say, and say it as efficiently as possible. So my favorite example of being unprepared... <laughs> <laughs> comes from a job interview that I conducted for, um, she was a coordinator. She was going to be a coordinator for my, this was at Truman State University. And the interviewee, she was, by the way, kind of a disaster from jump. But when I asked her if she had any questions for us, she said, and I quote pretty much, am I going to get another interview? I need to know whether or not to do some research on Truman State University blew my mind, right? So she, not only was she completely unprepared, like she she obviously telegraphed that she was unprepared for that existing interview because she was telling me that she would prepare if she was going to have a second interview, but she completely eliminated the chance that she would have a second interview because of saying that, right? So it's it's one thing to not prepare for an interview. It's a whole nother level to tell the interviewer that you didn't prepare. Oh, I, I, she was a disaster from the moment she walked in the door. So let me just say there was no chance she would ever get the job, but that was just the cherry on the top of the Sunday. So I hope these have kind of given you some ideas of how not to show up at work and become branded as unprofessional. What I know about being branded as an unprofessional in any of these areas is that it tends to stick with you. And it's very difficult, especially with that same employer and in that same department, it's very difficult to overcome that. If you come in unprepared, you let them down on a big project, you are rude to maybe you're leading your first team and you're rude to your team members, that is a very difficult um, thing to overcome down the line. So you really want to be careful, especially at the outset. Now we all have moments of lapse. And so then it becomes a matter of what do I do now? Okay. I dropped the ball. I'm going to take ownership for it. I'm going to be a mature, emotionally intelligent professional. And I'm going to accept responsibility for that. Or I was rude to that, that team member in the group and I'm going to go to them in private and I'm going to, you know, fall on my sword, mea culpa, and try to repair that relationship. So I'm not saying that you have to be perfect with this 100% of the time, but if it happens early 
and or often, then you develop that relationship or that that reputation of being unprofessional. And that's definitely what you don't want. So I hope this has been helpful. As always, sign up for one of my 45-minute free consults if you would like to take this work further and consider working with me one-on-one. I'll let you know what that would look like. Follow me on the socials and I'll see you next week. Take care. You've been listening to the Exclusive Career Coach with Lisa Edwards, CEO of Exclusive Career Coaching. It would be great if you would rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast. Also, I want to be your career coach, so be sure to ask questions about your career management challenges and job search situation. Until next time.